listen, uh, this episode is going to be a little weird because no formality, no greetings to our, our listeners. We're just going to go straight into the conversation. We've been talking a lot, and I feel like maybe that's how we should just convey ourselves on the podcast. What do you think about this? Right, because, I mean, we've been so professional and uh, have had such a regimented and totally on rails conversation and format up until now. So this is going to be our, this is going to be we're gonna letting our hair down. We're kicking back. We're just this is going to be just relaxed uh, footy talk. Unlike all of our other episodes where, like I said, we've been we stuck to the script the entire way through. It's not like we rambled on and went uh, <laughs> went too long in some places. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're getting paid by any company to to stick to a particular schedule. I don't know why we even do that. But no, I'm actually not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Sure. Yes, we can create a company and then sponsor ourselves, right? Is that what you mean? Or Um, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe we could get this is a purely audio medium, but maybe we can get like shirt sponsors. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that will be any help to anybody, any brand, but maybe that will work. Hey, you know what? I know I'll call my people and uh, we can talk to your people and we can figure it out. Um, I think, OK, so I think today's today's episode is really going to be about transfers because there's so many things going on. Um, COVID is right. and a lot of bonkers and crazy things to people uh, like, you know, uh, LOL Barcelona. Right. We, we hearing a lot of things going on out there. Um, that's going to be interesting to cover. I don't know if we're going to cover that. But I think maybe let's let's start with some of the crazy coaching decisions and that we've seen this summer um, so far. And, and, and as far as we know, nothing else should be coming up. And I think everything else is just um, straightforward as it is right now. And I think I think we can't really start from anywhere apart from Benitez, right? You know, it has to be. I think. For me, I think that's probably one of the craziest tra- uh, 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 appointments that I've seen, given that Benitez, Rafa Benitez, said all that nonsense about Everton when he was at Liverpool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I but, mean, but, but keep in mind, you know, this only happened because Ancelotti somehow decided to go to Real Madrid, even though Real Madrid doesn't have that much money at this time. Yeah. Um, so we're okay. That's where do you want to start? We want to talk about Benitez, or we talk, want to talk about Ancelotti first? Like that's the most controversial appointment of this whole summer, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think. So. Well, yes, definitely. Thus far, um, I I think it's you know. So where was uh where was Benitez's most recent job? Oh, that's a very good question. I think we have to do a quick time lookup. Um, if I were to guess. Actually, I don't know. I'm not going to guess. I can't remember. I can tell you. It was um, uh, the Leon Professional. <laughs> what? This what is a, is a that? professional. Yeah, this is a professional oh. Chinese football club. That makes sense. In, That's the, what, in the Super League in China. That's why we didn't hear about him. So um, maybe that, that may help explain perhaps why he's decided to forget his past criticisms of Everton and come on come on home and go return to Liverpool in a different uh, different club oh man must be hard I've been hearing uh I think they've been some fans have been putting up some banners or something like that 
just showing the dislike, everything fans, I mean, um, showing the dislike and the appointment. It must be hard. I mean, I can't, can you imagine going, you know, starting a new job and then you have haters on your, in your company, you know, vocal about your appointment. That must not feel good. Like, how would you even do your job at that point? You know, if that's happened to you. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, I'm going to just... I mean, uh, I just want to be clear. We, we probably shouldn't. We don't want to slander the Chinese Super League, but uh, clearly, clearly, this was this is a step up for him in terms of profile and responsibility. So I guess that's why he left it the chance. It's a different challenge. Let's put it sure. out. Different challenge. Yes. You know? Right. Maybe right. He probably had to, to learn Chinese, which is probably good for him, uh, so that he can coach effectively. But here, he doesn't have to learn anything. He's, you know, they speak English here, and he speaks English. So uh, maybe that works. That works for him. It's a different challenge. Let's put it that way. There you go. Um, I I want to I want to see you know what one thing I'm curious to, do, to say and I think Justin you're the resident uh, um, transfer expert here um, and just let let's look at what Everton has done in this market right. Uh, I I've heard rumblings of James Rodriguez living leaving but you know that nothing has come of that. I think he's actually currently injured because uh, I don't think he played in in the Copa America with Colombia. Um, uh, Richarlison is in the Olympics, funny enough, actually in about, I think, five hours or so or six hours, he'll be playing uh, the first game, which, you know, because it's in Tokyo, so it's like 4 a.m. our time. Um, so we know that he's not going to be ready for the for the beginning of the season. Um, I'm going to guess that James Rodriguez will be back in the beginning of the season. But seeing that he's not played for a while, it may take him you know, a long time to get back into the groove. So my point of saying all this is Everton, to me at least, and unless you correct me here, they look like their squad is probably running thin. And, oh, we did not mention this, but obviously we don't know the full story behind this, but there is there are allegations against an Everton player. Um, and it seems like we already know who it, who it is, but I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to... You know, I mean... Proven... Proven... It's guilty until, or you, <laughs> whatever, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Um, so, he, so like that. Is, that is another player that is, you know, a, a, a question mark for the season. So it's looking like, um, that's not gonna. It's not gonna be a very good start of the season for Benitez. But maybe. he's he's entering. It's entering into uh, a rough situation. Yeah. Right. For a new manager. So, so far, in terms of, like, new players bringing in, they've brought in, thus far, uh, Andros Townsend on a free from Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace is a different situation also. I'd actually want to talk about Crystal Palace because they also have a new manager and I think a pretty difficult situation. But uh, sticking to Everton, so far, that's the one big name that they brought in. And I think they also brought in uh, Asmir Begovic as a backup oh. goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, like, he'll, he'll be backup, obviously. Right. So. And Pickford, is, is he on holidays? Like, he's probably on holidays right now. Probably right? still. I mean, I think the whole English squad, so anybody who's on England or Italy, for sure, is probably has, like, at least three weeks on holiday or something like that. Right. So. We know that he's probably not going to, I mean, he pro- I mean, how long does it take a goalkeeper to, to right. go? Who knows? I don't know. Um. I think um, there's someone I, I'm hearing someone yelling from the cheap seats 
here at the, our recording studio. I think there's there's someone trying to get in. Who is right. that? Right, right. Well, it's we Manny. Have, we have Manny. We have Manny finally. Um, uh, we, Manny, we, we the way we started this episode was so weird. I didn't do any introductions, so um, it's very formal. So, but no cussing. You know, keep it PG. It's a I summer, think, summer I think, cast, but we're keeping it, yeah, keeping it. I think by now we don't need any introduction. I right. think, I think we're 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 heading in, you know, to the moon right now, as far as social stardom, I guess you can say. And don't become, use that to the moon here. Because so many things, like people have been going to the to space, and and then to the moon is a is a stock stock meme thing. So I don't want people to start thinking we're stock. Yeah, stock. all the bill all the billionaires are yeah headed to the moon, uh, or at least up into space. They're closer to the moon than us, at least. They've been right. <laughs> like yeah, well yeah, I know Elon Musk wants to. Richard Branson went. Um, Jeff Bezos went. And this podcast is gonna take us there too. Right. So. <laughs> well, I was going to ask um, when, uh, Manny, I was going to ask when um, Roman Abra- Abramovich was going to be going when he was planning his trip. Um, to be honest with you, I think if he, uh, if we end up landing, uh, landing uh, Erling Holland, <laughs> I think, I think figuratively speaking, I think all Chelsea fans are going to feel like they're heading to the moon. So let's keep our fingers crossed to see if that's what happens. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen this season, um, but maybe next season. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting um, with everything that you guys have said as far as the transfer window. I think this is going to be one of the transfer, those transfer windows where either um, everything's going to move um, in a very quick time and uh, in a timeline because Obviously, we know there's uh, players that are participating in the Olympics, as you guys mentioned. Uh, there's, uh, you know, the coaching carousel, right, that, we're go- that we've heard about that you guys oh. mentioned as well. And also, we have all these players that participated in international tournaments that obviously need some uh, rest and relaxation. And for those reasons, I think, you know, there's going to be a very hectic um, – transfer frenzy um the closer we get to the deadline which is crazily enough in about a month's time you know it's it's crazy that just to think that uh, a few weeks ago we were talking about you know the end of the season uh, across the uh, uh european leagues uh, champions league final and then all of a sudden we we're like all right cool euros and it's been non-stop um so uh i'm really excited to see what business is done in the next few weeks hopefully there's some good business out there um looking at you arsenal oh yeah 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 ben white I mean, for 50 million. Amazing. what's that ben white for 50 million how long it's going to take we have a, a whole list of transfers that have actually like uh, to talk about and i knew ben white was going to come up Really, no, really no, no. Ben, ben White is a good transfer. It's no, too much ben money, White, too much money, but he's a good player. Ben White English is so tennis. Ben White is so last week. We're talking yes. about Aaron Ramsdale. That's that's <laughs> the transfer <laughs> okay. from this week. Okay, that actually, actually, that doesn't make sense pounds. to happen. Aaron, okay, you know, let, let's not get off script. Let, let's let, let's not, <laughs> let's let's complete the coaches in. So we talked about Benitez going to Liverpool. Um, right. I think uh, Manny, in your opinion, uh. Given no, no, the Benitez to Everton. 
Uh, sorry, I meant that's what I meant. Ben yeah. just everything. Uh, with with everything's woes of 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 uncertainty with players out and playing the Olympics, sounds like it's going to be a roller coaster ride or a down downward spiral uh, situation for Benitez uh, in the beginning of the season at least. I think, right? Would you agree? I agree. I think uh, so far everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for Benitez, and he hasn't even played an official game yet. We're right. talking about. You know, um, everything that he said uh, negatively about Everton, all the stuff that he said uh, when he was at Liverpool and how, uh, you know, he pretty much dragged Everton uh, through the mud. And here we are. Surprise, surprise. 2021. He is now the coach. Um, And to add to that, on top of that, um, as you mentioned, Bori, the unfortunate news of some allegations, um, very serious allegations um, involving one of their star players. So uh, we have yet to see how that's going to turn out and if that's going to shake up any um, anything in the transfer market for them as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But um, real quick, just wanted to, I, you know, you were talking about how Benitez hasn't played an official game. I actually just look it up. Um, Everton is about to play, or they were supposed to play on Sunday, July 25th, um, against some random team in the Florida Cup, um, a competition that Arsenal and Inter Milan actually oh, yeah. drew from, which is uh, uh, very interesting. So I guess Everton, they're probably now in the U.S. So um, Wait, wait. Florida, Florida is in the hottest spot? For the Delta variant at this moment in time, Florida. That's why Arsenal and um, Inter Milan withdrew. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, okay, real quick though. Um, so the other the other uh, uh, coach coaching uh, transfers that we've seen um, is the whirlwind at Spurs. You know, like you know, they were first linked with uh, you know there was rumors there were rumors about Pochettino. Then the rumor was they hired, um, and I'm forgetting the old uh, Roma's coach's name. I don't know why. Um, he, you know, I always said his name last a lot last season. Um, but then my my boy Catuso was also linked to the job. Almost got it, and for some reason backed out at the last time. Um, and then they finally got you know uh, Nuno um, from from Wolves. Um, and I'm just trying to understand here. It feels like it sounds to me like Spurs. They are in a um, how will I put it? They don't know what they're doing, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it has to be that because how how can Dan, Dan Daniel Levy not be the one getting put out of that team? I mean, what is the what is the constant since all these years that Spurs have been playing crap or not winning trophies and and getting out of the top four? What is the constant? That's Daniel Levy. I'm not sure and I'm not understanding why. They've not realized that he needs to get the can and bring somebody else to run the club. All I can say is that I am looking forward to, I've said it once and I'll say it again. I'm looking forward to the all or nothing uh, documentary, which at this point involving Spurs, it should just be called nothing because that's literally what they <laughs> want or will win. That's it. Nothing. And uh, if I'm then, I'm cashing in on on Harry Kane and to your point, Bori, like I, I that that might be like their last chance to actually try to do something or make something of the club. 
I'm actually surprised that they actually uh, that they were able to convince Nuno to bring to come on board. Um, if I'm Nuno, I would have stayed at at Wolves and seen yeah. all the great work that he's done there. I would have just stayed there. Well, um, to be to be fair, Nuno probably started as a step up because it's it's Spurs, right? Well, I mean, Nuno compared- Nuno had announced that he was leaving Wolves prior to I think Spurs seeking him out. So I was surprised that he came. I thought that he wanted to take. Well, maybe a season off or something like that. So they must have offered well, him. Well, they offered him a good. Nuno was a tenth choice. Let's be let's be real. That's well, true. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I Spurs mean, were linked at one point. Spurs were linked to um, what's it? Eric Ten Hag from Ajax, right. which that was. I mean, like that's a as a professional fan, that's a scary proposition. Right. Um, and then like we scarier like, than Conte. Um, oh yeah. That was, oh, yeah. the, 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 the that was the beginning exactly. of the summer. That was the beginning of the summer. It was Conte. Um, yeah, man. Oh, they went, man. They went all the way down the list. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. They, they literally Actually, went, went down. I mean, they went. It was, I think Pochettino popped up on that list like three or four times. It was like <laughs> Eric Ten Hag. Yeah. Then it was like Conte. Then it was like Pochettino. Then it was like Mourinho. Yeah. Then it was Pochettino again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. And I, I up with, yeah, what is it? With Fonseca, and I think that's who you're saying, like, ex-Roma boss. And then yeah. Gattuso. Yep. Who, like, that was a that was a wild one. That was a wild suggestion. That didn't, that was all, for, uh, that was all of, like, maybe, like, 24 hours. That I was like actually, I was hoping the Gattuso thing would, would be done, because then sports would become my, my favorite team in, in the EPL, if that was the case. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we got to talk about Harry Kane later, because yeah. I, there's a lot to talk about here, but... I mean, if I were Harry Kane, it's a tricky situation. He signed the contract, I think, what, two years ago or three years ago or something like that? It has to be a tricky situation for him. Um, I would not blame him if he wants to leave, but the problem is Spurs does not want to let him go. Like, why not Spurs just cash in on him and then take that money and buy maybe two, three good players that could probably get them as close? I mean, let's be real. They Harry did Kane that. They tried that already. Gonna... Remember they tried that with uh, Mr. Gareth Bale? They did the same exact thing. They cashed yeah, in on bail. Oh, I see what you They cashed right, in on right. bail. They brought in three, four different players that um, that summer, and it did not work out for them so great. So it, rarely can you replace one like all-star, one player who's key to your philosophy and the way you play, such as Harry Kane, and try and, like, cobble together okay well we got whatever 100 million for harry kane and we can cobble together four players um with that amount of money and then it will be all good it'll be all the same we can have the same output offensively uh rarely does that work i think um so i mean and harry kane signed that contract i I, honestly that's the most baffling thing to me is like if he wanted to leave so badly and winning a trophy was so important to him then he uh, why did he structure the con- his contract that he signed a couple of seasons ago why did he structure it the way he did that's okay. a very good point and to add to that justin i think um mentioning daniel levy i mean mm-hmm. everyone says he's a shrewd businessman and he's this and that but honestly i haven't seen any good business deals that he's made apart from maybe just the the new stadium but even then i mean you mentioned bail but I- we also go back to modric when Modric was also in the same situation, um, I think some Premier League clubs, I like Chelsea was one of them that was offering something like 
60 million euros for Modric at that time. And he refused to sell to a Premier League rival and instead took, I think, maybe less than half of that selling to Real Madrid. Uh, and the same thing uh, that just occurred with uh, Christian Eriksen, actually, as well. Christian Eriksen was on his last year of his contract, and he could have sold him sooner to make a profit more than he actually did. And he didn't do that. He just kind of lingered around with some of these players. And, you know, we, we saw – we I was actually surprised as well that Inter were managed to pay up as much as they did for Christian Eriksen seeing as he, they were pretty much going to get him for free if they had waited six more well, months. That's why they have to they had to sell Hakimi to PSG. <laughs> it wasn't a good business for them. True. But, true, but I think, like, at this point, if there's one thing that uh, Levy has shown is that um, right. maybe he's either too prideful, but pride right. and business don't go together. Like, you right. can't have pride and, and expect to be a good business person. Like, it just doesn't work that way because – Sooner or later, like we've seen um, all these cases, we've seen, you know, like Mourinho, we've seen with Benitez, like you can say whatever you want today, but who knows down the road, maybe tomorrow you're eating your words up, right? So, yeah. Well, for all that we've said, uh, I think all of it negative. Nuno is a pretty good appointment. In terms of how, who they could have wound up with, like winding up with Nuno dos uh, with Nuno dos Santos is not so bad. It's a pretty. I I, th- I don't think so. I think um, they don't have too many Portuguese players on that team, so I think that's a it's a bad appointment. <laughs> well, they will. <laughs> Just wait. They, they, they might now. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I would I would give uh, Daniel Levy this one good piece of business. He just got Brian uh, Hill for Lamela plus uh, well. Oh, actually no, no, no. Sorry, I got that wrong. It's I got the other way wrong. around. No, no. It was the other way around. Never exactly. mind. I don't give him that. No. Exactly. Yeah, so you I don't have anything. I was trying to give him one good thing. Nuno, Nuno is a good appointment for all the the care the the whirlwind and mm. how it was a mess for a long time. I think Nuno is a good appointment for them. So we'll but see. The, the question is who who like they could they were going to get Gattuso. Gattuso was over Nino, so that's why I, I think not about that. good. No, he was. You guys Gattuso was close to joining. Yeah. I know, but I, I don't know if I if Spurs would have rather have had him other than I'm not sure if that what, what the fans would say who they would rather have. I don't know. But let's I, move on. We got a lot of yeah. we got a lot else to talk about. This is way too much Spurs talk for my liking. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to talk about Ancelotti to to Zidane uh, to, to replacing Zidane in Real Madrid. He doesn't he doesn't need. I mean he he's a he's a good coach. I just think Real Madrid are in a tough spot right now. I don't know what's going to happen to them. I'm afraid for Ancelotti and I hope he doesn't get fired quickly. But I would not be surprised if he does. So can we say real quick? So talking about Real Madrid, they many teams, including many big teams. Uh, such as the, the Spanish Giants, Real Madrid, and then we have to talk about Barcelona. But real quick about Real Madrid, Sergio Ramos, he's left now, gone to PSG, along with um, it seems like half the world's population, it seems like, is <laughs> going to PSG at this point. Um, and then they uh, are also now being linked with 
be doing a deal oh, with Manchester United over Rafael Varane. So this, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm curious to know what you two think. This is kind of odd business for me. If they, they have some money they have to make up, I understand that. But uh, you're two, two of your key center backs in defense. Right. And they are bringing in David Alaba, we should say. Well, they, they also have Militao, too, who actually was very big for them last right. season. Um, yep. So I think they're just counting on that. And, and then they have Nacho also. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not saying that Nacho is, is good. I'm, is Nacho I'm the equivalent of Sergio Ramos or Rafael Varane? No, not even close. No, uh, yeah, I mean... Nacho is like, uh, I mean, he, although he he did turn up uh, the last few few years, he's okay. turned up a little bit more. But is Nacho? I, when you I, think of when you think of Galactico, do you think of Nacho oh, okay. or do you think of Sergio yeah. Ramos and Rafael Varane? Oh, of course. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. So my, my, I mean, Militao, if he keeps up what he did last season, which again we don't know if he is, but Alaba, and I would say his name correctly because I. Alaba is the actual how actually how you say his name is Nigerian. So I gotta call it out if you know if if it's Nigerian. So but anyways, my point is my point is um Alaba is is obviously gonna be the Ramos replacement. And I think he he will be a, a good Ramos replacement. Maybe not as effective, but but very close, I think. Um and then with Militao and Nacho, I think they're not so bad defensively, and selling Varan doesn't sound like too bad of an idea for me. Uh, but they need the money. They desperately need the money. I mean, they were trying to do a freaking Super League, right? They they desperately need the money. So you can tell, I mean, if they can sell Varane for, what, $80 million, whatever the fee is that they're trying to sell him for, good business, they'll get more people in. They need it. They desperate. I mean, and remember, don't forget, Bale's back. So maybe he can play defense this time. No, I'm, I'll tell you what. Real Madrid is praying, specifically Florentino Perez is praying, uh, to the football guys and anyone who will hear his prayer that, that no more audio is leaked out that this transfer well <laughs> that's that's one and then two is that these uh that these transfers work because they had the opportunity to pretty much lock down Sergio Ramos um long term essentially could have just kept him at the club he could have retired at the club and they took way too long for whatever reason, maybe we'll hear uh, a, a leaked audio tape somewhere about his reasoning <laughs> behind stalling on Sergio Ramos and giving them the contract that I think he he deserves for everything that he's done for the club. Um, but you know, he they, he went on, he got he went on to PSG, and now that money essentially that they were going to pay Sergio Ramos is what they're paying David Alaba, who we don't know if he's going to prove himself in the league or not. I mean, yes, he's a world-class talent, but we've seen that sometimes it takes players, even the best of players, sometimes to accommodate uh, to a new league, a new city, and just a new culture and, and team. So we'll see what happens. And if Veron goes as well, I, I, to, to me, that's a downgrade of, as far as who they had last season and who they're going to have this season with Militano back there. Yeah. I mean, Perez had lots to say, none of it nice, about Cristiano Ronaldo, Luis Figo, uh, Casillas. Yeah. So who, who knows? Who knows what he said about Sergio Ramos behind closed doors? But apparently, he didn't rate him in highly enough. So away he goes. 
Should we talk right. about the other the other Spanish club in yeah, the so, situation? So, well, well, I was going to talk about the coaches in 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 Syria. I mean, we, we we you can't you can't talk about coaches and not say, you know, Mourinho to to Roma, sorry to Lazio, Inzaghi, hello to Inter, Allegri back to at Juve. I mean, Syria is the competition to watch, and if you're in America, you gotta get that subscription for Paramount Plus, right? Because that's how you watch the Champions League games, which, by the way, I don't know if you all know, the Champions League qualifications are going on right now. And I've been watching them. They've been fun to, you know, seeing a bunch of random Norwegian teams play against each other. But um, get that power on plus. You will not regret it because Syria is going to be hot next season. I'm not, I have no stake in Syria. No one's paying me to say this. I'm only Someone saying. Someone should. Someone should worry because nobody's watching Paramount Plus. <laughs> Someone probably should. Someone probably should. Maybe Paramount Plus should pay me. But my point is, I mean, you can't get away from the fact that we have too many really vintage, awesome coaches in Syria next season. Uh, could have been more awesome if Conte stayed, uh, but then we have Simeon Simi and Zaghi. Um, but I, I do want to call out, uh, Marina looks like a different person. Uh, I don't know if you, y'all have been following. One, I mean, of course, it's preseason... Um, Justin has reprimanded me for this because I said, oh, preseason matters. Um, Roma just won like 11-0 against some random team. Yeah, it is a random team, but it's a Mourinho team. It's a Mourinho team, and they were able to win 11-0. That's something. I don't care what you say. That's something. The other thing, I don't know if you all saw it. um, Mourinho is now using uh, this tactic during the training. And what he's doing is he actually is flying a drone. So it's like like the same camera... um, the same camera like uh, view that we see of of every game, and he's showing his team during training in real time their mistakes, which to me is like, holy crap, that's scary because if they can see their mistake in real time, you know what that means, right? These players are going to be very, very. I think they're going to be very good. He's going to turn these players into very good players. And Roma, normally they're a joke in Syria, but. I'm actually scared for Roma. I, I we'll talk more about it when we talk about the Syria. But I mean, Mourinho is changing things, and he's he's different. He's different. I can't wait to see what he'll do next season. Um, except you know, he's not going to beat us. Bori, is is this your way of telling us that you're no longer uh, an Atalanta fan, but you switch allegiances? No, I'm just to, saying. I, I'm just capital. saying. <laughs> we have world class coaches now in 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 Syria. So that's all I'm saying. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, an awesome awesome season. Next I time. thought Syria had a bunch of financial difficulties. Were they playing paying these coaches and drink coupons? How are they bringing in all these like world class coaches like this? Well, you pay high for coaches and you you play you know co- coaches matter more than players. Mourinho had to bring his own drone though. Uh, Roma refused to buy him that. It was a gift from oh, Benjini. <laughs> well, it had like Roma sticker on it and, and stuff, so I thought it was Roma's, but okay, maybe it's not Roma's. But. And Bori, I also am going to reprimand you because preseason means absolutely nothing. Yes. It absolutely means nothing at all. It, it it does. It does. It does not. You know, I I will I, I will say this. Um, Who were they playing? AC so, Milan. Oh. <laughs> so no, last season, last season, um, and this happened in fantasy, right? Only this is fantasy FPL. Um. Essentially, there are players that I followed, like, oh, Dallas. 
Dallas did very well last season for uh, preseason in preseason for Leeds. And that's why I brought him to my team. And then he did very well. So, I mean, that's on the player level. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that Roma is going to go ahead and win the Scudetto or anything like that. I'm just saying, the way Mourinho, the tactic he's using right now in Roma, I've not heard of or seen before, which makes me worry a little bit about how Roma could line up next season. But that said, they lost one of their best, you know, their, 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 their keepers. They're keeping Dzeko. Um, Zaniolo is back. So, who knows? You know, we'll see what Mourinho will get. But maybe it's a different Mourinho. Who knows? Granit Xhaka. Um, we'll see. If, that, if he comes through, we're going to I don't know. Us, he we'll seems like us. the same Mourinho to me. He just shipped off Pat, uh, Patrick Claver. Yeah. Who was... Uh, I don't think or he was Justin, actually any Sorry, good. Justin Claver. Patrick Claver's yeah. son. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't think he was actually good for... I mean, not one for them, but... I. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it was effective. I mean, across already, already getting rid of the youth. Classic Mourinho, one one. Fonseca didn't play. I mean, Fonseca didn't play him. He didn't. You know. So I, well, I, I don't think it makes sense why he took over Roma. The average age of those players is like thirty eight. So and Mourinho likes his experience. You know, his players' experience. So sorry, youth. There's no. There's right. no space on a Mourinho team for the youth. <laughs> right. Right. Well. Um, the other thing I wanted to call out was just uh, you know, Sarri to Lazio. I mean, to me, that seems very interesting also. I think Sarri also just won, like, outrageous number of goals in their preseason yesterday. Um, again, not saying, okay, I know preseason doesn't mean anything to you you guys, but just calling it out there, I think we're seeing a, a different different team here. And then Allegri to Juve is a, a very interesting one. I think Juve will become more... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? They'll become more uh, pragmatic um, and straight to the point, and that could h- help them win the trophy uh, next season. So who knows? But wait, there's one more. Spalletti to Napoli. Oh, don't don't worry about that. Oh, why not? Why not? It's, it's Spalletti. Come on. World class Italian yeah. coach right there. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to them. <laughs> Um, all right, so let, let's. I, do we want to just move on and talk about some of the transfers that we've uh, we've seen, especially PSG, because that's the only transfer I want to talk about. Well, I mean, they've been the busiest. They have, um, and actually, so um, Justin, I was uh, uh, man, I was talking to Justin about this uh, before we actually started to record. So. Justin was saying, said something along the lines like, hey, like, PSG looks, basically, essentially, I think he's trying to say, like, they're going to win the league next season, which, I mean, of course, is a fair statement to make, given the players that they have, but this is where I'm not sure, and again, I've only seen Pochettino at Spurs, um, when he was in, uh, I didn't really know him, know about him much when he was in, in La Liga, but when he was at Spurs, the way I see it is, he doesn't like okay look, look look at the dressing room for 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 PSG right we have Neymar ego we have Ramos ego um Mbappe uh, ego Mbappe ego um and then we were hearing rumblings of like Neymar saying things like hey you know I mean, we don't know how true it is but this is what the rumor says we uh it doesn't think it makes sense to hire to bring in someone like Donnarumma when they have Navas for example um 
Hakimi uh, is joining the team. I don't think I can. I think Hakimi is fine. He looks like a quiet person, so maybe he's fine. Uh, but there may be questions about his, you know, like how he how he acts. My point of saying this is, PSG does look good on paper, but to me, it's I if I'm if I'm giving you my gut feeling, what my gut is telling me is. I don't think Pochettino is the right coach for this set of players, right? If this was a Mourinho, or if this was a club, if this was a Pep, somebody that that can deal with people that have egos, then maybe we can say, okay, yeah, of course. Like, if if it was Ancelotti, for example. But my worry is, if Pochettino is not able to handle the dressing room, then that's a downfall for PSG. And I don't, I, I mean, sure, yeah, it does look like they could win the league on, but... I would actually not say that because of of that reason, and it's weird I'm saying this, but you know that's just my point of view. I, I'm curious to hear what you think, Manny. Yeah, that that's a good call out. Um, I think very we've seen very few teams that have acquired um, or in the past have gone on to have very uh, busy transfer windows and acquired uh, multiple players, and it's actually paid off. Um, I'm trying to think when the last time that was the, Oh, yeah, Chelsea, with the champions. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, my that's God. Wait, right. wait, hold on, Manny. Manny, thank Manny, you. hold on. Thank hold you on. for that. Stop, stop right there. You know what's funny? Justin said the exact same thing you said, and then I said, oh, wait, Chelsea just did that. So it's like you're replaying what we said uh, before you joined us. But that's crazy that you, you said that. But, actually. But you know what the difference But is? there were – okay. There but were – Growing pains, though, for much of the season with the, all the new players. And Chelsea looks very dangerous for next season. They, I mean, they look very dangerous at the end of last season, and they certainly look dangerous going into the next season. But oh. it takes a while for that volume of new players, that volume of not just any new players, but like these are not role players, players who expect to start, to bring oh. in that many new starters or star players it's, into it's, a side. It, it takes a while to gel. And the other thing I'm going to call out is... Is Sergio Ramos going to start, though? He's expecting to. That's probably why he signed. You think so? I don't know. I feel like he's not going to start. So here's the thing. So one thing going back to, obviously, the Chelsea thing. I think the one, the biggest transfer, you forget the difference between PSG and Chelsea, is Chelsea made the most important transfer of the season halfway through when they fired Frank Lampard and hired a world-class coach. And that's the difference between PSG and Chelsea is if you stack up. Ah. So let's hear this then, because I think Bory's making the argument that Pochettino is not that world-class coach. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, well, maybe, maybe, okay. So, I mean, given his past experiences and, and cups and history, right? Like, yes, technically I would say, He's shy of a world-class coach, but the really the real thing I'm actually getting at here is is the dressing room. How is he gonna handle multiple players with egos? And that's the thing. Like that's what like the the fight between Navas and the Donnarumma, right? Like how is that gonna look like? And how is he gonna handle that? And that's what I'm questioning Pochettino about. I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it. Maybe if he does it and he's able to pull it off, then they will do great things. But if he can't do it, you need to find the right coach to to be able to address the dressing room correctly. And I think a coach like Ancelotti would have been perfect for this kind of appointment. So 
uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, who A is named captain of that squad, um, who the captain is, you know, for, for PSG. I know in the past it's been Marquinhos, but, um, you know, now you have, like you said, all these egos together and it's no uh, secret that 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 team is full of super rock stars. We'll call them the rock stars of like the footballing world. Right. Like you, you see who's on there. Um, you've seen the reports in the past uh, that they like to party hard that, that, you know, that whole squad or at least half of them do. And um, you have to think as far as the expectations that are set, because right now on paper, like you said, they have made, they have been the busiest club in this transfer window. No doubt about it. They have been the ones that have strengthened um, in the positions of need. And I think the expectation is they have to win pretty much everything. I, you know, like they league own is not a, huge achievement for them because they've done it in the past with a lesser squad for example less superstars quote-unquote on on that team um champions league i think they're in the same seat as like a man city for example at this point in time and even though it's pochettino's first it's going to be his first um full season together because he also came halfway through the season last season um I think that the the expectations are there, like the writing's on the wall already. Like it's Champions League or or bus friend. You can't be right. you can't be having you can't be having players, three four players on massive wages and right. these superstars come on just to win the league on again, like or the Coupe de France or you know, like th- that's not an achievement at this point in time. Right, and, and the other thing to watch out for is um, um, Mbappe is not renewing his uh, his contract. Um, so what attitude is he going to get? Again, I sound like a you know I feel like I sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but I, I generally think like what could be the downfall for PSG is just like the mindset and, and the people just have it. like that mindset. If they don't have the mindset of like oh I want to work with everyone, I want to win something. Which I'm sure they do, but like it's just when you have too many egos, to me it just feels like a lot of egos in one place. And Wijnaldum also seems like a nice guy, but too many leaders, you know? It just feels like too many leaders and like just clashing personalities. And maybe maybe it will turn out well, but let's see if Pochettino is the right right coach for it. But I would not be surprised though. They may just end up uh, sacking him mid mid in the middle of the year and then hire Frank Lampard and then win the Champions League, you know, that would be. <laughs> First of all, Frank Lampard is going to England. And if they're going to hire anybody after Pochettino, it could be someone like a Conte, for example. Right. That's actually a very good. Um, oh, my God. That's a. Yeah. Ooh, that would be good for them uh, because I would then even hate them more. Right. I'm taking prop yeah. bets. fellas. I'm <laughs> taking prop bets on that now. Get in. Get in while you can. Uh. Must be, yeah, must be interesting. Anyways, the other team that is doing a lot of, uh, making a lot of moves in 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 Syria, oh, sorry, in in Ligon is Marseille. Um, they've bought a ton of players, although you know they we could consider them no-name players, right? So they have Guendouzi, 
there's one place player that we probably know know about. Um, uh, they have Under, um, who came from Roma, but I think he's on loan. Uh, Paul Lopez uh, from Roma, um, uh, and then also uh, Conrad de la Fuente, which I know I knew nothing about until uh, Fabrizio Romano started to talk about him. Um, and Saliba is on loan there from Arsenal. So my point of saying this is, it looks like Marcel is stacking up, right? And don't know what they're going to do with that, but a lot of young people, young talents, people coming from um, uh, Flamingo, yeah, Gerson, for example, um, it's they're looking like a a, a a title contender for next season, is is my point. Um, I'm counting out uh, Lille right now because they lost their coach and I don't know what they're doing right now. But, um, but my point of saying that is I think they could be a real good title contender for them and that could put them on their heel uh, on their toes uh psg in this case so i don't know i mean if you look at the these players that you just named I mean, right. it includes two arsenal players mm-hmm. um gwen Duzi, perhaps not for much longer but they're on loans um you said undar coming also on loan these are good young players good promising players but they're not the same type of player that PSG is bringing in. I don't know. Right, I, right. I feel like and it's a stretch fine. to say Marseille's going to be and that is fine. title. That, but, but let's, you know, this, we could have said the same thing early this time last last year because we thought Lille was not going to win it given the plays that they have because compared to PSG, I, like, you could have all the stars you want. You have to have a team. At the end of the day, it's a team. Like, France lost, you know, France got out of the Euros early not because they didn't have players, because they, you know, they didn't have, they weren't playing as a team. So um, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I, again, I'm not, I don't know how myself is going to do. I, I actually, I have no idea. I don't think they're, I don't, I don't think they'll win it, but they are looking very serious as well. Like, they're taking this seriously with all the transfer moves they, they're making. So. And they have a very good coach as well. Very uh, seasoned, well-known coach and uh, Sampaoli as well. Um, Sampaoli actually is the coach that took uh, Chile and beat Argentina in the finals of the Copa America a few years ago. So he definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. But Sampaoli, what do you do with Argentina? Didn't he like uh, ruin them? <laughs> no, Argentina was ruined until uh, Emiliano Martinez came along and. All right. <laughs> He was a missing piece. What a lad. He was, he was a missing piece. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I think I think we're running low on time. Um, is there any other transfers that we want to talk about right now? I know we're still going to talk about them when we talk about every league. We'll give our review of every league. Uh, well, at least the top three leagues. Um, but any other transfers that stands out to you? I mean, do we, do we want to talk about, you know? Olivier Giroud to Milan, you know, are we doing that? <laughs> well, we have to mention Giroud just for the simple fact that I think this is the f- this is the first player I think ever right. to have played for Arsenal, Chelsea, and then now Milan in a row. So all three of our clubs have now had right. have been graced by the the handsome presence of Olivier Giroud. Actually, now I'm thinking back. As any player in real life actually played for three those three clubs, I can't think of any player. I think Fabregas was close because I remember we were we were trying to sign him at one point, 
But I can't think of any player that. Ooh, maybe Kanu. Kanu played for Inter Milan. No, he didn't play for Chelsea though. No. Um, and, and, right. Yeah. I don't so think. So Giroud, Giroud may be the first player, which you know should be a will be a fun fact if we if we're sure about it. But um, I mean. I don't know what I'm expecting from Giroud. Like, am I going to get the Arsenal Giroud? Am I going to get the Chelsea Giroud? I don't know. I- I'm worried. Which one but do you I, want? All flavors of Giroud are sublime. Which, which one do you want? <laughs> I just want the one that will win those trophies. That's all. <laughs> uh, so, so that's Chelsea Giroud. Yeah, it's not the Arsenal one. Yeah, Ch- Chelsea Chelsea Giroud pretty much won all European Cups under the sun. So right. treat treat him right. Treat him yeah, right. Do that. Uh, one of the most professional players, uh, never complains, you know, does what he's told, whether it's club or country, you know, he always does, uh, you know, what the, what the team needs of him. So, right. Good yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I, I think people have been talking like, hey, maybe they, they will play um, Ibrahimovic and Jigu uh, on and like the top two. I think that would be interesting. I don't know why would we, why would do that. I think if if we do that, then we should buy bringing somebody like uh, Trent Arnold that's just gonna whip in the cross and just like have them do scorpion kicks or karate kicks into the goal. Because you know, I, yeah, we're really interested to know what the personal dynamic is gonna be between Giroud and Ibrahimovic because they seem I like know. very opposite ends of the spectrum right. in terms of their mentality, like how they've gone about their careers. But I, I want to know. How, I want to know who's going to be. Uh, which one of the two players is going to stand in the mirror longest, staring at their? <laughs> that's what I really want. That's what I really want to know. All right, right. Man, what a what a season to to behold. Um, anyways, I think, uh, I think last thing we gotta we have to cover before we close is because who knows what the situation will be next time we record is um what's going on with Barcelona, even if it's real brief, you know. This is a club they brought in already. This is a club very early on. They did their business earlier than anybody else, bringing in two players on freeze, um, free transfers. That's Sergio Aguero from Man City and Memphis Depay. And um, as of yet, I think I read yesterday that Memphis hasn't really actually finalized his contract because Barcelona is unable to pay him as of yet. Because even though Barcelona's bringing these players register. on free transfer, register them, him, exactly, yes. Right, right. Because even though they're bringing in these players on free transfers, their wage situation is so serious that they can't afford to, like, have these players registered yet. Right. Essentially, for, for those that don't know, essentially Barcelona, like in, 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 in La Liga, there is a salary cap, uh, which I wish they did that, did that in the EPL. Um that they have to meet uh, before they can, you know, be essentially allowed to register the players, right? Um, and yeah, they're they're over that salary cap. I think that salary cap has actually not been set yet, but based on preliminary like calculations, I think they're way over it. Um, Messi has decided to to save, you know, to save 50% um, or to take off. 50% off his salary, and then there's there are rumors of try, them trying to get rid of of uh, Griezmann, which could be a very good signing for Spurs if if Spurs wants to splurge some money, um, and maybe that will keep a hurricane in in Spurs. But my point of saying this is actually why am I saying this? Spurs are not playing Champions League, huh? Um, anyways, my point of saying this is 
it is a very complicated issue and i don't know how it's going to get resolved i i I would not be surprised in e- by any means if somehow Sergio Aguero or Depay actually ends up leaving the team. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, imagine if it happens after Messi actually puts pen to paper. Right. It's, especially if it's Aguero. <laughs> but right, right. Messi Can you imagine if they did that? That would be, be crazy. I mean, but. we should me- – I mean, Messi has not yet signed that contract, but everybody uh, expects it to be done. He's eventually. in Miami, dude. He's in Miami. Yeah, well, COVID capital. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it doesn't bring COVID back to Spain because I'm sure the Spanish government would not like that. Um, well, I mean, there's COVID in Spain too, but I'm just, you know, you know what I mean? I, we may, maybe we're going to see a fire sale as it gets later and later in this transfer window with Barcelona just getting more and more desperate to offload their bloated uh, contracts. You mentioned Griezmann. Coutinho is another one. Uh, I actually saw more. I saw a bunch of stuff about Coutinho being linked to Milan, so I don't know how you feel about that or how serious right. those even were. But well, I mean, the the trusted sources are, are are saying yes, it is a concrete interest, but I don't know how I feel about it myself because mainly, and I feel bad saying this, but mainly because of the injuries. I yeah. do think he's a fantastic player and he will do well at Milan, especially with when you have somebody like Ibra playing in front of you. You know, like. You, every half chance he scores, so um, I think it will be a good signing. But my worry is just the injuries and and his high wages. Um, right, it's the wages. I mean, so. Arsenal were kind of te- like linked to him a little bit last summer, and that was coming off of like his pretty pretty solid performance in some competitions when he was on loan with Bayern. Um, I think that's when he was looking pretty good. But then, anyways, like that didn't come to pass, but. I, I agree with you. Well, you guys signed, player. It's just it's the wages. It's the wages that kill me about him. It's because you guys signed uh, William. That's why. Yeah. Uh, right. We, we decided hey, to get. Actually, uh, that's correct. We decided to get uh, William instead Justin, of Tinia. So judge that on, as you will. What's going on with with William? Is he leaving? God, I hope so. God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine the national fans begging for a player to leave. Uh, so funny. I shouldn't say that. William, if you look at like statistically, William actually did pretty good last season, which is you would not have expect, expected on the field. Maybe it's a little bit like uh, Haka Chahamagu, like you said. Oh, right, right. Like it's a player who on paper looks pretty good, but on your eye test, it's like, wait a second, what am I looking at? Literally, William stat padded in his first game ever with Arsenal. I think he had like <laughs> he had like two had like assists, assists and one goal, and that was it. Like, yeah. and, there, and then I told you guys as a Chelsea fan, we warned you. I warned you guys, but you didn't listen. I was going to ask what those stats were, um, Justin. I thought maybe the stats were like passing success, successful passing. It was like passes into the box, like advancing uh, the ball, stuff like that. Okay. So, I don't know. That's not bad. Hey, almost almost creating a chance. Probably sharing some. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But that's, I think that's, with that on that note, I think that's enough transfer talk for me for today. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's let's. So so this was great. Um, I love the casualness of this. Um, I think in in the next, I think three or so episodes, we're going to be going full deep dive into all the European leagues that we love. So I think it's probably going to end up being EPL, La Liga, and the Serie A, and then we can do sprinkles on on Liga and Bundesliga. But um, we hope to have also guests come in 
and uh, chime in and then have you know people that are fans of certain leagues coming in just to talk about the predictions for for the season so um, I can't wait to uh, to talk about those and also talk about the Olympics and see how Spain does um, that's another controversial topic that we didn't end up covering today um, but apart from that uh, I think that's all we have today thank you all for listening uh, we'll talk to you next time bye